fun begin. Tonight what we're going to do is the second half of the capital budget and it will be fire department, police department, public works, water and sewer. So the first one up, unless Jamie, did you want to say something to begin? No. No? Okay. Then let's Madam have Chair, the just for the record, this is being recorded by Franklin Radio. Recorded by Franklin um, Video. Public Radio. Public Radio. Okay. Anything else? Because I don't have one of those little blurbs here. No. Chompy's the one that gets that, you know, because he can't remember it. Um, okay. So let us begin first with the fire department for a total of $379,199. And let's have some explanations. Here we go. First one is structural firefighter clothing. Madam Chair, Deputy Glitch is going to handle the capital. He's here to uh, present the capital to you, okay? Yeah. Go ahead, Chair. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, we have our, as you said, the structural firefighter clothing for $63,250. That would be for the base of the gear that we're using for, again, structural firefighting. So that would be 10 complete ensembles. Uh, they do have a lifespan of 10 years because of the degradation of the material um, and by basically NFPA standards. So we have to replace them with the 10 year mark. So what we try to do with the amount of personnel that we have is to get them on a cycle that we have. Every firefighter has one set that's five years old and the set that's 10 years old. And then we're able to cycle every five years with this amount. Okay. Um, let's see here, I had a question on this. What happens to the old uniforms? Do they just get discarded or? We can actually put them out to surplus. Uh, but there's not much value to them. They can't be ever used for firefighting. Well, who fire would want to again. use them if they're not good? Uh, apparently, like, towing companies like them because they're warm, um, and they're not wearing them for structural firefighting. They're just wearing them for warm. So we put them out for surplus, and apparently there's a market for it. Okay. And that goes back to general funds. Gentlemen, anyone have anything to say about this first section of clothing? Okay. I have just a general comment. Okay, please do. Um, like my comments two weeks ago, and this is nothing against fire department, police department, DPW, schools, or anybody. I just think we have to start looking at what really is a capital request versus what is stuff that should be baked into operating. To me, clothing to protect our firefighters necessity for the job. To me, it's not a special request. I understand there's been precedent set by what has been paid for from this fund in the past, but we have a gigantic 140 plus million dollar infrastructure list that never seems to get funded. So I certainly am in favor of giving you guys what you need at all times. And I'll just say that for every department. But I think going forward, we are truly going to have to start looking at should some of these things just somehow be found a way to be paid for by your general operating because they're necessary to do the job. And then the capital request can be as outlined in our bylaws for special one-time projects. That's all. Thank you. That is something that we talked about at the last meeting that we had for capital. Okay. All right, just to be more conscious as to what we're putting in there and sticking with capital um, 
projects. Historically, it's always been in here, so I think well, just, they, we yeah, heard that before. Yeah, too, historically, well, maybe historically doesn't always, you know, <coughs> take care of things. And Jamie will be talking about this, right. I'm sure, to all the department heads when they start talking budgets. Jamie, yeah, we are, you know, we'll illustrate it. And so we're going to put the, as I said at the last meeting, there was about a million dollars of this money, a little less, that were reoccurring expenses: uh, police, fire, schools. For the non-school departments, because I can't speak for them, because they do their budget. The school committee. Um, I'm asking and have asked them to put all this stuff in the operating budget proposal. And on March 8th, we'll have a joint budget subcommittee meeting, and I'm just preparing everybody that the request list will far exceed the revenue that we have. So I think I think we all agree, and I think the chiefs and all the department heads would love to have all this stuff in the operating budget at some point. The budget subcommittee and then the council and the finance committee are going to have to look at what those choices are. And I think what you'll find is in the past, that is why these costs have traditionally come out of capital because they're difficult to finance relative to personnel. So I think that's just where the issues are. So we, but I am just, I want to make sure everybody understands. I, I have asked the chiefs and all the other departments to put those costs that we are having here in the operating budget model so we can see and juxtapose what the choices are. So sure. hopefully we'll be able to make some investment mm -hmm. year after year of getting this stuff off the capital to free up for exactly what Ted said. Um, very expensive building projects that you'll hear about tonight and over the course of the year yeah. that are, are tough to find. So thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, so what we're going, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. I, I don't, <clears throat> but this 63,000, that isn't all the time, right? It's because you don't know how many you're going to get next year that you're going to need, right? So that would be really hard to figure out in the budget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is just a, this is a recurring replacement for. Is it the same amount of money every year? Sa same amount of money with, without increases. It just would be, but once you know, with inflation, that this would potentially go up year to year. Yeah. But the amount of sets is probably be fairly consistent. Right. The yeah. amount of sets, but the price might right. be right. But, but the, the price sets would be going to be different right. because everything's right. different. Correct. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. So that right. cost increase every year. Yeah. taking it line by line here. So uh, fire department for structural firefighter clothing, 63,250. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, so that's four zero. Next, we have portable radios, 161,725. Okay, this will be funding year two, technically, of our radio placement. I'll get to that technically in a minute. Um, where our plan was our radios um, are actually just over eight years old. The lifespan by um, federal standards about seven, eight years old for the generation of radios that we have. Um, so our plan started last year was to fund us over a four-year period, um, buy enough radios to get every member <coughs> of the department with a radio. Um, the good news is, is beyond the amount that's here, uh, we will actually not have to come back for years three and four because uh, we were notified last week that we received $632,268.12 um, in FEMA funds uh, to fund a radio project with Norfolk. Um, so the way we had to split it is they don't allow it by how many people you have, they only allow it by how many seats you have. 
Um, so our portion of that grant would be 49 radios, uh, which would not get us enough uh, for all of our personnel. Um, so with the money this year, um, this would basically fund the 46 with the grant, and then we're actually we're responsible for 10% of that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then this would basically wipe out um, our radio project in a good way, yeah. um, so that we wouldn't be back for easily 350 to $400,000 over the next two years. Again, because of inflation. I think it's wonderful that we got the grant and whoever wrote it and that, we say thank you very, very much. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. That, okay. Madam Chair, I would just like to say that I just want to make a note that it's we put out a notification at the beginning of every year for firefighters to volunteer at a time uh, to take part in this. I just did this past January. We have a next round that's due next Friday on the 10th of February. So we're all over the firefighters, all different ranks, all different times on the job. They're working on it right now because we have a deadline next Friday. The great thing, the money's great, but what really makes me happy is that we've got good um, input from the rank and file, and they're all involved with this process. So right. it's, a, it's a good thing. It certainly is it's a good thing. Well, thank you very much. Okay, so do we have any questions about the radios? Not now. No? Not now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have portable radios, 161,725. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Good. Four combustible gas meters, 26,124. Did you want to skip over the vehicle? Or? Oh, did I? Yeah. Well, no, I, didn't, I didn't want to get hit. On our, on our yeah. list. On ours, we have this. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, so I'm looking at the, the one that was okay. uh, close on I'm sorry. Uh, so four combustible gas meters. Um, again, these are an item that we have that's about seven or eight years old. Far as a useful life, that's pretty much about it. That's what you're expected to get out of them. Um, so the ones we have um, are starting to cost more and more for repairs. Uh, the sensors themselves are a normal reoccurring item that we have to replace on a regular basis. Uh, but now it's starting to be the meters themselves, the actual outer casing of them is starting to degrade just because of use. It's something we use multiple times a day, um, especially winter, you know, winter time of the month, uh, year. Uh, CO calls, mm -hmm. uh, smoke in the building type calls. Um, so we currently, we, we actually were working with seven of them that we bought last time um, off the Capitol. Um, we're down to about four of them, and that's really all about we need at this moment. Um, so we actually cut the amount back from what we've been working with, because four seem to be a number that's worked out well. Um, so that amount there, that would cover the, the meters, and then there's a whole docking station and gases that you need to actually calibrate them uh, on a daily basis. Um, so that would fund um, those meters um, and all the ancillary items we need to, to keep the program running. Good. And I see here it said the intent um, with <coughs> this request is to fund the two years, to fund year two, I'm sorry, to fund year two. So let us see. I'm sorry. That was the one before. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm tricking you, but I can tell by your face. I'm looking for it. I can't find it. Yeah, we definitely don't need two years with a Okay. One year would be more than enough. So, any other questions? I just have. I just have one, Madam Chair. Sure. Um, is this not the kind of equipment that could be leased? Like we we have to buy it and then kind of use it to its, you know, to the end of its life. I don't know of any lease programs, but that okay. is something we, we could always explore. Just yeah. just a curious, you know, just a question, because it, I mean, it certainly seems like a worthwhile capital expenditure. I just was yeah. wondering if it made more sense for us not to, you know, buy it every so many years if they're just going to be junk you know, after 
we actually used to be on a program. Uh, we had a, um, it wasn't really a, a preventive maintenance type program, but the, uh, the previous meters, you could actually, as long as you kept up the program for five years, they would actually take the meters back and trade. Uh, the manufacturers aren't doing that anymore, so I think they've been trying to get out mm -hmm. of that, that model. Um, so yeah, this would be just actually just the purchase off, and, and we just use them as long as we possibly can until, yeah. again, the cost of parts starts getting yeah. greater than the actual cost. Yeah. What happens to the old ones when you take them out of service? Uh, we, basically, I, I take the ones that are uh, starting to go bad for parts, I try to keep cobbling them into, down to about one meter until they just no longer work. Okay. Um, so we try to keep a, like, at least a couple spares um, in some of the, uh, the apparatus I use this function. <coughs>
We could do twice a year. Uh, we, 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 it's kind of, as you said, it would it'll be there for skills whenever somebody wants to practice with it. Okay. Uh, but we actually do our, our um, what they refer to as an NCCR, which is our refresher programs. We do those twice a year. Okay. No, I think that's great. I'm, I'm glad this was in there. Thank you, Madam Chair. Okay. Bob? Um, <clears throat> I think Brian is talking about a heart attack. He really wants you guys to really work on that in case he goes in again. This mannequin is shockable as well. So. We all do. That mannequin ain't going to prepare you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Finance chair actually mentioned that at the meeting a couple there of weeks ago, and they hadn't given it any thought up to that point. We can something we can certainly look into uh, once uh, we we get it. We can look into that for sure. Because it isn't something that we use all the time. That's correct. Absolutely, that's correct. Okay, that's, that's correct. Not a bad idea. Then. No. Okay. Very good. All set with questions, gentlemen. Okay. So let's see here. We have fifty-two thousand six hundred and eighty-three dollars for the simulator. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. EMS command vehicle. Go right ahead. So this will be replacing what's currently um, the former chief's vehicle, uh, which is a 2011 Ford Taurus um, that has over 80,000 miles on it now. Um, the car's it's been having some more problems. Getting worn um, down quite a bit. Uh, spending a little more time in the shop. Um, as far as um, the role that we have for the EMS uh, captain, which is actually now EMS chief, um, we'd like to set up um, rather than trying to use a, a four-door sedan type vehicle, mm -hmm. uh, would be set up with an SUV and actually set up with some command capabilities. So if we had an incident, uh, like we had actually a couple of years ago down uh, the Franklin Village Mall, we had a CO incident. We had to transport 14 or 15 people uh, becomes a mass casualty incident. Uh, so it'd be good for that person to have uh, a command console in the back that they can basically track where the personnel are, our personnel track where the victims are, where they're going. Uh, we'd be able to put some extra radio capabilities in that. Um, actually, as you were saying about the, the older radios we'd be replacing, we could take some of those radios, set up a cache of radios in the back. Again, if we had a large scale incident uh, and we needed additional radio communications. Um, this vehicle will be able to provide that. So we're trying to do a little bit of everything with it where it would be a you know, vehicle for them to use to um, go to the hospital, pick up med medications, whatever they need to, any type of supplies. Uh, but it be able to use it at fire scenes or larger EMS scenes uh, to have it as a command vehicle uh, and to handle those type of uh, uh, instances. And the one that we have now is 2011? Yes. Mm -hmm. So we've had that for quite a while yes. then. So, <clears throat> just um, just to let you know that eighty thousand miles isn't that much, but it's the idle hours. It's probably got over three hundred thousand miles on it if you really count the I idle see. hours. Yeah. For, for, you know, easy. And to be honest with you, um, I just got rid of all. Uh, I think I just got just got rid of my last tourist for the state police. So nobody's buying tourists anymore. They're they're just they're just not they're, they're no good for. The, the situations you guys are in, police and fire, to be honest with you. And uh, so, I mean, as a matter of fact, I just got rid of the last one today, to be honest with you. So everyone's going to the SUV, 
you need them around here. So I'm, I'm totally in support of this, obviously. Madam Chair, I think it's it's absolutely consistent with what a capital request should be. So I'd be in favor of this one. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going to be the one that's not going to make friends here. Um, that's okay. You obviously, the tourist needs to be replaced. No, this is, I'm sorry, this is going to be the chief's vehicle? No, this no, is going to be EMS. the EMS, EMS, EMS command chief. Okay. So, Right now, he's been using the Taurus for all of that? Right. Okay. I, I just think that to go from that, for us to stop buying Tahoes, this is more for the board. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that is, the, it's going to be 63000 for that car alone. When, and if they get Tahoes, I'm sure the police are going to want Tahoes. I don't see why the Explorer or the Dodge that they use couldn't couldn't suffice for this. It has the same back. We're giving them twenty thousand in equipment to make sure that that vehicle has is a command unit. Mm -hmm. Do I not correct twenty thousand? It's about that. The vehicle itself um, from the dealer is, is about forty nine. So it's under fifty thousand for the vehicle itself. Um, so when you look at the equipment for the command console. That's seven thousand of the price that's in the quote from Colonial, um, and then there's also the lighting with that, and then because uh, that pretty much yeah, the base um, Explorer we have is thirty-eight thousand. So, yeah, I'm not. We do, I do not price on Explorer. So no, I'm no, you did. First of all, yeah. Tom, sorry, you did a great job with what you gave yeah. us. Incredible job. That's why I was able to dive into this so well. So again, the, when we get to the police, like they're going to be thirty-eight thousand. They have the same thing about twenty thousand in equipment. I I just think when with all the things that we're going to need to ask the town for right now, soon to even be Tri County, to have the top, you know, a big Tahoe pulling up, and then who's to say they don't want Tahoes? I mean, and the police will want Tahoes. I just have I have a problem with Tahoe. That's what I have a problem. with. I mean, I can ask Bobby. I don't. Do you think there's a big difference? <clears throat> I don't. I don't think. I don't think Tahoe's would fit with police more than the, the Explorer would be better with the with the police because it's a smaller and it's an SUV. So, but I. I mean, with the equipment these guys carry, maybe the Tahoe is better. That's the only reason why I was thinking. But I don't know what the how how much equipment you guys carry. I was just. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking that with the, the Explorer or the Dodge that you guys like to buy. The thing that comes out, the twenty thousand worth of stuff would fit just fine. Man. Yes. Go, all right, good. No, is um, is the difference in price, Councilor Chandler, or you estimating that to be about ten thousand in savings if they would give the Explorer? Well, if he's saying forty nine, yeah. So right. Yeah. So I mean, the difference in the decision is about and I'm, about ten k. I would almost make a motion to put that towards the the special ed van, uh, just for next year. I just think it's a bad look that this Tahoe is going to be, when we're asking the town to to give so much money and, they, and they're going to have a Tahoe, I, I just think it's a bad look. I just thought it was more equipment, I mean, than, than what you could fit in the, in the, in the, um, well, it's almost like Explorer. the same amount of money for the same Is there a specific reason why you picked one vehicle? Well, that's what I was just going to yeah. ask you, yeah. Yeah. So we actually, the chief is driving the Durango. Um, at the that's time that we had purchased the Durango, 
Um, those were available in two packages, actually just prior to us purchasing it. Uh, you can buy them as what they refer to, you know, if, you, if you're not buying a consumer version, you buy a municipal version, a government mm -hmm. version. Um, you get them as a, what they refer to as an SSV or a PPV. So a special service vehicle or a police pursuit vehicle. With the Dodge Durango, they were just eliminating the SSV package when we purchased the Chiefs vehicle. They actually decided to make the SSV a two-wheel drive only. I don't understand that, but that was a decision the Dodge made. So the vehicle the Chief has is actually, he has a police pursuit vehicle. When we looked at, repli not replacing, but replacing this one so that with um, comparable in the Dodge, um, we were basically told we don't know when the water bank's gonna open. Um, there's none on the lots. And at the time, speaking of the dealership, they weren't really sure that there was going to be a next model year Durango. Um, so actually, as of right now, there's still no orders that you can place for Durango. So that took those out of the equation. When we looked at the Explorers, same thing, we've had Explorers, they haven't held up well. We had the, we have the one police interceptor now that the Battalion Chiefs uh, run. That's actually seemed to hold up a little bit better. And I know they always say that they're beefier because they're a police package. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of, it's played out a little bit for us uh, because again, that one has a lot of, of idle mileage, as mm -hmm. you said, or idle hours. Um, so the Tahoe was really kind of what we were left not because we liked them or anything. It was actually because without doing the police interceptor, the Tahoe was one of the few vehicles that still had a special service package for the fire versus a police pursuit vehicle for police package. Some of it is the sizing of it. Uh, as we said, exactly as you said, Mr. DeLarco, the um, console in the back, uh, they're carrying basically all the AMS equipment that they yeah. carry, so he's carrying all the spare AMS equipment and that. Um, all of his, basically, he still has to carry his structural firefighter turnout gear with him, um, the first aid bag, uh, an SCBA. Um, so even just what we have now, um, and Battalion Chief Allen, I don't want to throw like that's down the stairs, but um, they use that now for their um, vehicle. And I would say estimation is very tight with everything you're carrying. So just for them on, on that daily use, uh, we just found that the, the interceptor package um, is just very cramped. Um, so by having the Tahoe, um, it was kind of the best of both worlds. It was, number one, what we could get, um, but it, it was able to have that higher payload and actually be able to seat more people um, if we need to bring them again back and forth to a seat. Hopefully that answers at least right. some of the right. But it would still hold the same amount of people as an Explorer, three in the back seat. Uh, the problem we have actually is when you put the console in the back, um, in order for us to put the SCBA bracket and all that equipment, half the back seat has to come out. So now you're down to not even really a, a two and a half person vehicle, it's two in the front and a very narrow uh, seat. I'm a Chevy guy, so I like Chevys. I, don't <laughs> I, I, I can say I'm actually not. So this is a personal preference of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just one worse. This, <laughs> this was more of a money. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand give them the money. It's just I just didn't want to set a bad precedent where everyone's going to start wanting.
You've had some changing dynamics with police cruisers in the last five or ten years, right? No, well, they changed them twice. <coughs> as far as the, as far as <coughs> they changed them from the Crown Vicks to the right, Crown Vicks to the, the Explorer Utilities, but the Explorer Utilities have, have changed twice, yeah. which makes it you know so equipment can't be transferred into it because it won't fit. Right. Light by, they make the roof a little small enough the light box. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and things like that, and we're still, we still haven't gotten our cruises from, we've only gotten two of the five we ordered for last year's captain. Because they haven't, it's been the light box. I haven't, got, <coughs> I haven't got any, and they're supposed to come in next week, to be honest with you. I think, the, leave you, yeah. I think the two things that they're talking about is, is the size. It's hard yeah. for me to comment on that. Right. I will say that the service records de dealing for the new explorers, downtime that we have to deal with them. So the older vehicles are tougher. I, I We don't have a Tahoe. We have a lot of Chevy trucks. The Chevy trucks, I think, are the best. They're, they're bulletproof. They're drivetrain. They're uh, suspension systems. They're, they're, they're a good vehicle. And no argument here. So, um, but yeah, it, it is a different step going from a Tahoe. But I, I can't talk about the inside of what you guys do. And for us, I mean, this is, you're talking, this is a, you know, generally a, a ten-year vehicle, so we're not. We're definitely not replacing them as much as, as obviously the police department has to, because again, the hours and the, and the mileage. So, for us, it, it is a big ask, and we understand that. Um, but it's a it's a less much less frequent ask. Uh, we've actually we have a lot of vehicles that are in the early 2010-2011 mark, so we kind of were a little bit behind. So now we're we're getting caught up. This will actually be the last of the 2011 of anything we have. The only other thing I'd add, Madam Chair, is just, um, you know, I, I do uh, understand and respect and uh, understand Councilor Chandler's comment about the little extra revenue here and there to chip away at the sped ban. Um, you know, you know, when we get to the end, I have a short list of the snow and remaining snow and ice. You know, hopefully it doesn't snow a lot for a lot of reasons, but, but the snow and ice hold money in here is going to be a competing pie yeah, right. uh, based on, you know, other comments that we've heard relative to roads and sidewalks. I just, I don't know if this matters, Councilor Chandler or not, but I do have a short list here of the things that I've heard of in the SPED band, I think would be a, a high level candidate. I think if that's a priority for you, um, you know, the special education band would be a high level priority for the remaining snow and ice money that um, that hopefully will be there at the end of the year. So I don't I don't know if that helps at all, but yeah. just a couple thoughts to consider. <clears throat> like I said, that basically I just thought of the room for the, in the Tahoe that, I mean, the, with the equipment that they have, the stories. That's that's basically that's what I thought it was for more than anything. But you know, the Tahoe just mechanically, it's a it truck platform. The, the, the Explorer, not there. You, you can call what you want. It's a car platform. Yeah. The, the Tahoe is a truck platform. It's meant to haul. It's meant to put <coughs> a lot of weight into it. The motors so, are better. Yeah. They're, they're, they're bulletproof. They really are. So. What's the better one? Okay. I mean, we have the chairman of the finance committee. Obviously, through you, yes. George. Thank yeah. You. you had no problem. No. Tahoe. Okay. And I know you. You look at the cars. So. Yeah. All right. I'm all set. Thank you, Madam Chair. Now, are you going to want to make an amendment? No, I'm. Yeah. Sure. I'm, gonna, okay. I'm all set. Okay. So let's see here for the EMS. No other questions. No. Correct. Okay. EMS command vehicle. 67,517. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? 
How was that? that? <laughs> You're almost there. <laughs> Palmatro. Palmatro. Okay. Mini cutters. $7,900. These are, uh, we have currently been trying to switch all of our uh, extrication equipment, so all the jaws of life um, and the actual hydraulic spreading tools that we use. Um, as um, battery technology has improved um, through a lot of the uh, um, newer technology that we're looking by on batteries uh, that are out there. Um, we've gotten away from these very large, very expensive hydraulic systems uh, that previously we had to have in the apparatus. Um, so now uh, a lot of the tools we're operating with actually just operate off a DeWalt battery that you would go to home and go and buy. Mm -hmm. um, the tools themselves are still about the same size. Um, they're great for uh, vehicle extrication, uh, opening doors uh, of cars, again, when they've been in an accident. Uh, but they're they're still a large size. They're still over three feet long when you look at the size of them. Um, so this company here, Homato, has been in business for, for a long time making this equipment. Uh, they came out with these mini cutters um, that are about half the length. And this would be able to you can get into different places as far as uh, confined space to, to cut a lock, uh, cut rebar if you had somebody whose leg or foot was trapped in something, uh, like say a concrete with rebar came down on them. Uh, so go through rebar, it'll cut through steering, wheel, um, steering wheels. Through, um. So it's just basically just a, another tool that we can add. It would supplement the hydraulic equipment that we are having, the battery hydraulic equipment that we are mm -hmm. having. Okay. No, that sounds good. Uh, gentlemen, I don't questions? Know any, I don't know anything about them. Questions? He says they're good, they're good. Right. <laughs> okay. Hopefully um, we never have to see them. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to see them. <laughs> have you come across times that you could have used something like this and something you didn't thing. have it and we only had the bigger ones? You just had to get more creative as far as kind yeah. of disentangling the person from the, the vehicle. Um, just slower, more methodical. And so this would actually just increase the speed more. Uh, we might be able to get somebody out of car a little bit quicker. I hope you watch Chicago Fire because they do a lot of nice things there. <laughs> As you do. They have some really cool equipment on that and show. Cool equipment. <laughs> I got very good looking EMST guys. We don't have them. We all go guys. Okay, let's see here. Uh, for the two mini cutters, $7,900. Um, all those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Gentlemen, thank you very, very thank you much. Very much. Thank you. Thanks for all you do. Next, we have the police department. Okay. Let's see here. The total is $399,788. So we'll take a first police vehicle replacement for $338,349. Chief? Yeah, so we're looking uh, to replace five of the vehicles. Uh, it's consistent with our vehicle replacement policy. Um, these vehicles are scheduled to rotate out uh, due to mileage, years of service. Um, we have 30 vehicles, and usually we ask anywhere from five to six, depending on you know, the given year, uh, what we have. Programs work for a long <coughs> time. We included it probably about 18 years ago. Um, as far as the number of vehicles we have and how we end up dispersing the offices to the vehicles so that they have some downtime, etc. Um, this year, the only difference is we, we are asking for a pickup truck to replace one of the, uh, the vehicles due to the fact that we're kind of meeting the gross weight uh, 
we don't have a pickup truck from another department that, like DPW that could be used there where it's we'd, not we'd used have, all the time? We'd have to use it every We're moving those trailers, you know, the radar trailers around all the time. Oh, okay. Constantly. And now we're looking at a third. A third, yeah. You know, okay. If you approve that as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a little further down on the Yeah, yeah, I remember it, yeah. Okay. Any questions? Just in this money, as you said, they changed the cruises. So to outfit that cruiser costs what at least twenty thousand, also maybe up to twenty four. Depends if it has an MDT that's MDT going in. The MDTs are going for Oh. 
Do you use those often, the tasers? Only when we have to. <laughs> well, I, I assume that, yes, but yeah. I mean... Uh, it's a less lethal tool than it yeah. we have. It, it, it's been proven time and time again to reduce yeah. injuries to officers as well as to the uh, individuals that we're trying to place in custody and have to use it. Um, a lot of times all you have to do is turn on the laser and people are just Stop. like, okay, they know it's a taser, they know what it, it can do and they don't want to have anything to do with it. So it, it's a de-escalation machine. You know, it, it, that's worked out very well for, for us and for law enforcement across the country. But if you don't use one, do you still have to replace it? Yes. Why? They only, they're only going to warranty it for the five years. And Whether it's used or not. Yeah, we can buy refurbished ones, but I'm, I want, no, the, no, I want to make sure no, the things no, can work no, when exactly. they, they need it. Yeah. No, um, so it's one of those costs that you just you, you okay. hope to have. Um, you okay. Know, you, you want to make sure that things gonna work when we have to do it. It's worked out very well. We do use them, it, just not very often, which is... That's good. Yeah. That's very yeah. good. That we won't have to. Okay, any questions? Okay, Ted? Chief, uh, I'm assuming every police officer has a taser. That's true. So again, to my to my earlier comment, I don't want to take away from anything that you guys need, but it seems like more of a uh, that equipment and body armor and technology to me are more day-to-day -day expenses that the department would need. Mm -hmm. I don't want to not fund you tonight, but again, just make note of going forward. Again, yeah. working with the town administrator from me the last year, talked about all these different things, and my fiscal year 24 budget has everything on here with the exception of three of the yeah. five cruisers. So yeah. we put in the ECWs, the protective body armor, not the speed trailer because that's a one-time thing that we've yeah. only no, about yeah. the trailer for 10 years. Yeah. The technology yeah. investments in two of the five cruisers, anticipating that we're going to need five again next year. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's in my fiscal 24 budget. Uh, and I don't want to take anything away from what you guys need, just like I said earlier. I just, to me, if every officer has one, and they're required for the job, then they're, in my mind, they move from sort of a special thing to what you need as a cost of doing business almost, right? So if we have to find the money and talk about this as to adjusting operating, then I think that's a future conversation. But for tonight's purposes, you gotta, you know, we can't change the way we've mm -hmm. done things like overnight, this is how you budget it, so we'll give you what you need for now. No, I'm good. No. All set, man. All set. Uh, let's see here. For electronic control weapons, tasers, 14,603. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Good. Protective body armor, 16,896. Chief? Madam Chair. Uh, yes, uh, we're, we're placing 13. Of the officers concealed soft body armor. Uh, yes, soft body armor is only warrantied for five years, and then after that, they, they won't warranty that it will stop bullets. Um, so we, in the, even in the CBA, there is an item in the collective bargaining agreement that we do replace the officers' soft concealable body armor every five years. These thirteen individuals, thirteen of the officers, it's time for their soft body armor to be replaced. Um, the thing with this program. Whatever we spend on it, 50% is reimbursed by the state, and 50% of the cost is reimbursed by the federal government. 
favor of protective body armor, 16,896. Aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Message speed enforcement trailer, uh, 21,250. Through Madam Chair, uh, yeah, these are, this is the, you've seen them before in different locations. We have two right now that we utilize whether it be a special event in the center of town and we're just announcing you know, that traffic pattern is gonna change uh, to the single biggest request we have is traffic enforcement related. Those are the complaints that we receive from uh, the residents more often than not is that they're having problems with people you know, speeding or, or, or something mm -hmm. to those lines. So uh, <clears throat> we just don't have enough trailers for the number of requests that we have um, and we could always use another one. So we're looking to get a third speed trailers so that we can uh, deploy them to where they need it and still have them available to, you know, announce the special event going on in town and anything else. So we're just trying to add to it because it's, like I said, the single biggest complaint that we received about this. So this board. is for one? This is for one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have two, so it'll bring us up to the three. Correct. Okay, okay. questions? Are they, so, are they solar powered? Yes. Message speed enforcement trailers, 21,250. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Okay. Technology investments, 8,690. Chief? Through Madam Chair, this is just, uh, we're replacing eight of the desktop computers uh, that were purchased between 2015 and 2016 um, that are just starting to slow down. basically using their schedule mm -hmm. of what they told us, you know, as far as, uh, you know, like depending on whose desktop is being replaced, people are using all the time versus like the employee area. And uh, going through that replacement cycle, these are the eight that we, we need to get. Okay. I have a question why it isn't done to the IT department. You know, they had all kinds of computers and all there. Why wouldn't these be under their, their budget?
this is to get rid of iron and manganese. So what we're going to do is to look to repurpose the building and use the process similar to our Wells 3 and 6. What we did at Grove Street. At Grove Street, which has been very, very successful. So, but we have to do it because the, the, the you can't buy replacement parts for it. Yes. So uh, we're at the point in the next couple of years, the, the filters that we have right now at the Fisher Street plant are, are going to not work anymore, right? Um, we can't buy those filters anymore, so it's either A, we go with a new filter skid, uh, which has its own cost because there's a lot of piping and stuff that we're going to change, or B, we go uh, change the plant to a green sand filtration plant like Grove Street. Uh, the benefit of going to the green sand filtration is that we're going to reduce our electricity usage for that for that plant. Right now, we're pumping four times before it goes into the distribution system. Whereas, if, when we do green sand, we'll pump once from the wells through to the distribution system. So, it's a it's an older technology, but it's they've been doing it for a hundred years. It's tried and true. It's best. Yeah. Hindsight, that's what we should have done the first time there. Really? But that was the guy before me chose it. I can honestly say that. That was being built when I got here. I did not have any part of it. Bill? Oh, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know, for the record. For the record. So, obviously, here, you said it's phase one and two, so we're requesting half the amount. So, with this amount, we're going to get the piloting and probably about 30% design complete. Um, and then. See where, where everything falls, but we'll come back to you for another. And we'll be able to get replacement parts <laughs> in the future. There'll be new, yeah. Oh, for the new? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They say that, and then all of a sudden, oh, we don't have it anymore. So. It's less it's less mechanical. Okay. It's more the medium that's yeah. always available using the same type of material inside these tanks that takes out the iron manganese. Same, like you said, the same stuff they've been using for 100 plus years. Okay. Uh, any other questions, gentlemen? No? Okay. So for the Fisher Street WTP pilot and design phase one of two phases, 467,250. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Okay. Now we're back to our vehicle again uh, for 75,000. This is the uh, this is the utility part of the 10-wheel dump truck that you already voted on. The oh. seventy-five thousand part of the And we already so voted some money for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't vote this, I get a half a truck. Yeah. <laughs> and you need a whole one, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a five wheel I'm jealous. Five wheel. <laughs> that's a that's a catch up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of fun. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Brian? Three to Brutus. Brutus. So the total cost of C is two fifty. And then that other one, the ten wheel dump truck, seventy five thousand. It was also two fifty. It's the same truck, right? It's the same the truck. Ten wheel is the one we're talking about, right? Yeah, yes, but it's the over here. Under. We we voted on one ten wheel, seventy five. Seventy five. And now this is the same truck. It's same the same truck. truck. We're just taking it out of water. It's just, just split up a third, a third, a third, and then a fourth is the stormwater. You won't vote on. So this is the water pot, the, the 
Right, and then the sewer the part you saw on in a minute. All right, now we're the percent. Yeah, yeah, right. I've had trouble with that budget since I was looking at it because I remember like the um, mechanics used to have a thousand dollars from this budget, a thousand. It was very, it was hard to understand. Now I get it. Right. It's good for me though because I can confuse people. But it's actually the honest distribution yeah. of actual music, yeah. right? Exactly. We want the trucks to cross over between departments when we need them and obviously still do snow removal and all the other stuff. So yeah. it kind of crosses all of them. Now it'll be doing stormwater work, which is why that's going to go in there. And we can't do that with all vehicles. We can't do that with all employees. We can't do it but yeah. when it's justified and then it meets the, the, the department well, the revenue, revenue regulations. Right. We can't do that. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Great idea. Makes sense. Any other questions, Ted? Ted? No. No. All right, vehicles, uh, seventy-five thousand. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? None. Um, meter replacement, fifty thousand. So as you know, a number of years ago, we pretty much started meter replacement program, and this is ongoing. Um, like I always say, it's the cash registers. This is how we make our money. When the old meters fail, they don't. Um, they never read high. They always read low. And people never call up and say, gee, I got a low water bill. <laughs> I don't know why. They always like to call for a high one. So anyways, yeah, this is a program we do a lot of this in-house now, and you know, we're trying to replace meters at 20 years old, so that, it's just an ongoing maintenance program. And what's great about this is, you know, in the past, they've replaced them all at the same time. It's a big hit on our utility, but we do it as we go along, so we don't have a big hit. Okay, so they're saying that um, they're recommending 10 to 15 years, and hours are what? We generally get about 20, 20 years out of them. 20 years? Yeah. Okay. So these are replacing water meters in people's homes? Correct. That are 20 years. So if we fund this, you guys somehow figure out where the old ones are, and is, is there a cost to the resident to have you come out and put that in? No cost to the resident. Nothing. Okay. That's good. Yeah, we own them, so it's part of our serve, like how we build them. <clears throat> yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's good, though, because then people will understand where the money's going, and they're not having to pay again. So Correct. Okay, any other questions? No? Mm -hmm. All right. Meter replacement, 50,000. All those in favor? Aye. Okay, opposed, zero. Sewer Enterprise Fund. So the total asking for is 935,000. Right. The first would be the injector station mm -hmm. replacement pods for 125. You want to explain that? Sure, yeah. Um, so we have 23 lift stations in town. Um, I think five of them are ejector pots. Pretty much it's just, you know, sewage comes in this pot, we force air through it, and it gets sent up to a discharge point. Um, so those pots are, uh, you know, starting to get old. They're just steel. They start to corrode, so we're looking to start replacing those. So um, this is uh, for our Monterey station, uh, which we'd actually uh, replace. Uh, instead of going with the sewer pot there, we're looking at a direct inline system. So. That's right. okay. Yeah, we've had a lot of problems with that. I know you guys have been there an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We think it's the users nearby, but it's hard <laughs> 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 I don't see that. Wise guys, I'll tell you. They're trying to track it down. It's after, after the vote. <laughs> yeah, <you're right>. <laughs> <laughs> You're a winner. Uh, all right, let's see here. Any other questions on the sewer ejector station? Equipment replacement, 
All those in favor? you because I call usually and tell you that the generator is going and this is wrong Lights are and whatever. And all so. the other stuff. Anyway. Thank you. Oh, don't thank me. <laughs> Phase six, sewer rehab construction, part two, $500,000. So this is what we've been doing for years and I think it's all part of our, our triadic approach to water. Yeah. And um, so basically we're lining the pipes. You know, the oh. old clay pipes downtown. Oh. Uh, if we yeah. put a uh, basically plastic on the inside mm -hmm. and citro, they call it. And it seals the pipe up. Two good things is it keeps sewers from getting out. It gives a structural thing to the old clay pipe. It also keeps groundwater out. Mm -hmm. So we're not, it's not, it doesn't act as a drainage system. So it's, and you know, over the years, we've put two million bucks in some years and sometimes 500,000. Yeah, we, we took a couple years off because we were dealing with the Beaver Street Interceptor. We need to get back into it. So mm -hmm. We actually did a lot this year. Remember, you guys saw that all over. Yeah, 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 yeah so we did. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. great program. One of the best bang for bucks things that we actually do. So this this phase will finish up all the downtown recommendations, um, and then you'll see further down item D. We're going to start looking at newer areas to target. So that's this will be all the downtown. Will be all the all the recommendations that were made. I don't know mm -hmm. when was that back in 2017 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. before yeah. that. So we that up. And I assume for the people listening, it's considerably cheaper than putting oh, all new pipes. Very, very <laughs> much oh, yeah. cheaper than yeah, having to dig so up the road. Can, and people can appreciate that we're yeah. being oh. financially uh, responsible. Here. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, phase six sewer rehab construction, part two, five hundred thousand dollars. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed.
this one's focusing on uh, Pond Street. We have a lot of asbestos cement uh, and VC or AC is asbestos cement, VC is uh, clay pipe. Mm -hmm. So those are known to just be more brittle and allow right. groundwater in and stuff. So. producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters. Yeah.